Super Talk Mississippi media production. Or free record on my yeah. count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Well, happy Friday afternoon, everybody. Welcome to a special two-hour edition of the Eagle Hour. We're broadcasting the show live today from Midtown in Hattiesburg at Fuzzy's Tacos. And we have got a lineup of guests waiting for you throughout the day. Scott Berry, head baseball coach, is about to join us, along with Melissa Socher from Mississippi Made and More. We've got Reggie Collier, the perfect 10 on the show today. Jim Carmody, Big Nasty himself. Justin Harris, uh, a lot to do over the next couple of hours. We're very excited about it, and we thank you for tuning in around the state on the Super Talk Network and online uh, at various uh, locations around the state. We appreciate that. All right, we want to uh, get started today. Caleb Hamill is producing for us uh, on the on scene. Kelly Santer is there. We've got Coach Scott Berry and Melissa on the set to kick things off. But, uh, Kelly, before I get started, can you identify for me what Caleb is wearing? He is actually wearing a gold Southern Miss hat with the new logo on the top, a gray Southern Miss polo. Uh, oh, you gotta you gotta cut the tag off of it, Caleb. Oh, uh, sorry, I've got to I've got to fix that. <laughs> and he's wearing khakis. He's in, in perfect Southern Miss attire for a homecoming weekend here at Fuzzy's Tacos, where this it's a beautiful, partly cloudy day, even a little a little warm, you know, today for the fall. But uh, all in all, a beautiful day, and we're glad to be here, Bob. We are, Caleb. I just want to tell you real quickly one of, one of the goals on our show is to always uh, lead people. Uh, from the darkness of those northern schools into the light. And we're just delighted this afternoon to know that we've accomplished that with you. So congratulations. Welcome to the light, Caleb. Well, I've lived here in Hattiesburg since 2017, and I just decided it is time for me to just adopt some culture here. Some. There we go. Keyword some there. And thanks to a big sponsor, the Eagle Hour as well, Campus Bookmark, for being the place where I got hooked up with my new Southern Miss apparel. This is the only set that I've got, so hopefully it holds up, and I think thanks to the folks at Campus Bookmart, it definitely will. All right, Caleb, we appreciate you, man. We're glad to have you on the show today, and uh, Caleb's a big part of our Super Talk family, and uh, we're always happy to have uh, Caleb on hand. All right, head baseball coach Scott Berry, Melissa Socher from Mississippi and more, they're both with us today, and, and Melissa has done really an awesome job on something very, very important. We're just in a few minutes going to tell you about that. But, Coach, while we have you here, first of all, I want to thank you because I know that in less than an hour you start fall baseball, but yet you're willing to come on the Eagle Hour. you got to be pretty excited about having your guys back on the field this afternoon. Yeah, we really are, Bob. I tell you, we've been working hard since we all got back to school in August and doing a lot of small group work and some individual stuff. So uh, guys have been really working hard, and this is the this is the time of the fall that we all look forward to is coming together as a team for the next 45 days and, and really uh, testing testing our skills and developing our skills and getting everything ready for, for spring ball. We lost, uh, you know, some big players in Walker Powell, Stanley, Ock, uh, Trimble, but you've got a lot of kids coming back, eight of your nine position players coming back that started last year, and uh, 
and some and some good pitching. So I, I got to believe you're you're really optimistic. I know you got to fill some big roles, but you got really a, a talented roster to do that with. Well, we returned 25 guys from last year's team. A lot of them, like you just alluded to, the eight position players that that return that were pretty much full time starters. So we're very excited about their return. We do miss uh, Reed Trimble, who was an exciting player for us. Uh, went in the, the second round or compensation B round, and and has now chose to to move his career into the professional ranks. So wish him well. But what an outstanding player he is. Of course. Powell and Stanley and Ock, those three guys will be be missed as well. But, you know, every program, every school, whether every sport, each year has got to replace guys that were were impact players for them the year before. And this is no different for, for the Golden Eagles uh, with the baseball team this year. We've got to replace those guys, and you hope that there's some, some guys ready to step in and fill that void. 20 or 30 years ago, Coach Barry, the, the difference between a freshman and a senior was glaring. You, you rarely saw freshmen play at the varsity level in any sport, but it appears that those gaps are closing over time. Is that, is that a reasonable assessment? And if so, why are freshmen and seniors closer together talent-wise now than ever before? Well, I just think probably it's the developmental uh, part of, uh, of baseball before they get to us. I think, you know, if it's a junior college kid, of course, I know we're talking about freshmen, but I think that the junior college ranks has really improved and continues to prove as, as baseball does. But, you know, I think amateur baseball is at its all-time highest of, of just talent and ability, and there seems to be a lot more technology out there, Kelly, that is really moving and developing these kids to be better players earlier than we saw before you talk about spin rates and all those that's one of the things that that they're all about nowadays can we go too far with technology and take the heart out of decision making well i hope i hope not you know certainly uh last night watching that game and i pointed out to my wife laura that they had the guy played perfectly right up the middle would have been a base hit and i said you know 10 years ago you know or less than that five years ago that ball would have been a base hit but the analytics everything and the spreadsheets of thousands and thousands of at bats where people hit balls has placed players in those positions to take away those so you know, at some point, uh, I guess it'll top itself out. I really don't know. It seems like it just continues to improve in that aspect of the game each year. And how, regarding your program directly, how has the additional COVID year affected recruiting and where everybody falls in the pecking order? Well, you know, obviously it's log jammed a lot of things uh, because if you, with everybody getting their, their year back, has pushed everybody back behind them, even to the high school kids. So, you know, there's a lot of good players out there right now that are really searching for places to go that where there's no roster uh, space for them to go at our level. I get calls every day about kids that that are eligible to come to us, but we just don't have room for them. And that's exactly what COVID did, is it, it moved everything back for kids and log jam things. So every program is in that in that adjustment period with roster management, which has been become one of the most difficult things for my job to do over here the last couple of years. Well, Coach, isn't Coach, this true? Coming from a perspective, uh, go ahead, go ahead. I'll, I'll take one and then I'll yeah, go, go back ahead, to you, Bob. Sure. Uh, for uh, your team specifically, being in Mississippi, I, I, 
place that really embraces college baseball. Even high school baseball is huge, especially here in the Pine Belt area. Uh, for your job, we just got off the subject of recruiting. What does it do now to have not just a state that loves baseball, but also NIL deals that are able to happen? Uh, because I feel like for any athletic program at Southern Miss, I think baseball has the biggest opportunity to take advantage of that. You know, okay, well, we haven't really seen anything yet in our program with the NIL. I'm sure with time that will start gravitating to, to us. But at this point right now, it's uh, it hasn't been really mentioned a whole lot to me um, about any of our players. But you're right. On the first part of your statement, the Pine Belt is rich in baseball talent at all levels, and certainly Southern Miss benefits from that and has for several years. Been here 21, going on 22 years, and we've always prided ourselves on the local athlete and uh, and, and trying to make them a part of our program that will help us be successful as well as them. Coach, I don't want to single out any one player, but when I look at some of the kids you've got returning, it seems to me that you've got a young pitcher who has an opportunity to become a really big star, and that's Ben Etheridge. Can you comment on on how important you think he'll be to the program in the next couple of years? Well, Ben obviously is a kid that in the COVID year in 2020 uh, really uh, really set himself up to, to, to be a very successful player. And just the way that he took the mound as a freshman, Kelly alluded to how many freshmen now are playing a big part in, in four-year programs, and that's one example right there. Ben, another one of our long list of All-Americans as a freshman. That 2020 year, he followed up last year with another great year as one of our four starters. He's just a guy that really knows how to compete. He controls the strike zone. He works hard on his game each and every day. A lot of the analytical things that we talked about with spin rate, uh, you know, he's involved with that, trying to make himself better uh, and each pitch better. So, young man's got a very bright future, but I think the biggest thing with Ben Etheridge is he really fills up the strike zone and he really doesn't ever beat himself. So what do you want to try to get accomplished this fall, Coach, especially the fact that you got a lot of guys you know, coming back? Well, the number one thing that we'll stress today, and that'll be the opening remarks, is I want us to make mistakes this fall. I think it's very important that we make mistakes as a team out there, and it's not going to cost us anything in a fall practice period. But what it can do is it can win us games in the spring if we all learn from those mistakes. Now, where you get really upset with mistakes is is when you start making the same mistake again. You know, I'm, it's going to be encouraged to learn from each other's mistakes. It's all right to make them. Let's learn from them and move forward, but let's don't continue to make those same mistakes over and find a way to beat ourselves. So with that, Kelly, it's going to be no different than learning our bunt defenses, all our relay systems, our first and thirds, just trying to get everybody on the same page. I don't really think that program to program that they do much different. A lot of times what becomes different is the uh, the fact that the terminology may be different. Maybe that uh, that junior college kid that has transitioned to us this year, it may be the same thing, but our terminology may be different from where they came from. Just like a traditional student and the high school player, it may be different from the high school program that, that he was at. So we want to try to get everybody on the same page and learn how to play Golden Eagle baseball the way we want it. At baseball coach Scott Berry is with us. We're broadcasting live. The Eagle Hour is at Midtown Hattiesburg. Melissa Socher from Mississippi Made and more. She's going to be coming on here after the break. Big announcement to make something Eagle Hour is very proud to be a part of and something we hope that everyone that listens to this show will participate in. We'll have all the details on the other side of this special two-hour edition of the Eagle Hour. The 
Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back to a two-hour edition of the Eagle Hour, broadcasting live this afternoon from Fuzzy's Tacos in Midtown Hattiesburg. And uh, we're glad to have uh, the opportunity to go back to Fuzzy's. Helps us remember things are getting back to normal. Reggie Collier, Jim Carmody still to join us. Uh, Justin from Fuzzy is going to be on the show as, as well. But right now, we want to bring Coach Barry back along with Melissa Socher from Mississippi Made and More and Keith Coast Superstores. And let me kind of set the stage for this, uh, folks. When Melissa calls you and says, I have a project I'd like for you to help me with, uh, you're you're happy to do that. Uh, she showed me instantly how dedicated to this she was. I mean, she took this tiger by the tail and ran with it. And it is for a wonderful cause. Uh, thanks to Melissa. Uh, a lot of us have joined forces with her, and we are going to raise some money for our former baseball coach, Corky Palmer, who everyone knows has suffered some severe health challenges and continues to do that. And Melissa, first of all, I want to thank you for inviting Eagle Hour to be a part of this, and uh, I want you to—I want you to let people know exactly what we're doing here because this—this this is all your baby, and uh, you're the one responsible for putting all of this in motion. So, tell our listeners exactly what we're doing, Melissa, and how they can participate. We have started a raffle for medical expenses um, incurred by Corky. Palmer and his family, and um, we'll be raffling off a beautiful 18 by 18 stained glass piece that was handcrafted by none other than Barbara Gandy, the daughter of Pete Taylor, and uh, took her a long time to make the piece, and that will be the grand prize for the drawing. Um, Raffle tickets will be $20 a piece. We wanted to make them very affordable for everybody, but there's no limit as to how many you can buy. Or you can make direct donations um, to support Corky's medical expenses um, through the portal. And the portal is Galabed. So you just go to Galabed online, G-A-L-A-B-I-D, and keyword Corky Palmer medical expenses. And the raffle portal will come up where you can purchase tickets or make a direct donation. You can also make walk-in donations to any The First bank in the area melissa what uh, what got you thinking about this and uh, and what was the genesis of this idea barbara is a vendor of mine so she's brought in several stained glass pieces um absolutely beautiful work she's so talented and she began working on eagle heads and southern miss stained glass that she's brought into my store and um Flipping the page for a moment, my kids take baseball lessons from Jeff Ferris, and he's a longtime USM baseball supporter and a good friend of Corky Palmer. And Jeff came up with the idea. Um, he and Barbara are good friends, and he started talking to me about maybe doing a fundraiser for Corky. And again, vendor uh, Barbara is a vendor in my store, and we just came up with the stained glass piece, and it's a home plate. Um, very suitable for a Corky fundraiser, and um, it's got his, you know, in honor of Corky Palmer, his dates of being head coach at USM, and um, his number, 44, on it. So it's priceless, it's memorable, it's something that anybody would love to have. And we're trying to gather 10 items total. We've got about six so far. We're being very selective in that process um, to get things that um, people would just absolutely love to have. 
um, priceless, very limited items. So when you go to the portal, and again, it's Galabed, you can see all of the items that we've gathered so far and pictures of them as well. We're going to have Barbara on the show here in just a few minutes. Uh, Coach Barry, you know, when Melissa and I first talked about this, we both knew that the minute we contacted you, that you would jump completely on board and helping. And when I called you, that that is exactly uh, what your response is. Uh, what would you like to say to the Golden Eagle Baseball Nation about an opportunity here to, to help someone who means so much to you and to so many people in the Southern Miss baseball family? Well, you know, Bob, I, uh, I'm just honored to be a part of it. Uh, you know, I knew it was a great opportunity when you and Melissa presented it with me and, and Barbara showed it to uh, the stained glass picture of it after, uh, after church one, one evening. And, uh, you know, Coach Palmer, as you, as you alluded to, he's like a brother to me. I mean, he's, he's given me every opportunity to, uh, to better myself as not only a coach, but as a person and worked with me for 16 years. So we're, we're very, very close, but, I think when you look at him and the lives that he's affected, and I'm not just talking about the players that played for him, but I'm talking about the fans that were able to come and watch the great times and, and the things that he did as a, as a head coach here in providing this, this long and consistent tradition of Southern Miss baseball. You know, he, he provided a lot of, a lot of good times for people. And I think it's a great time right now for us to, uh, to all gather together and, and try to help him in these difficult medical times. And coach, I know you're going to be reaching out to members of the dugout club. I think through email, I think the same thing is, is going to be happening, uh, with the Eagle Club as I know the university. Uh, has been uh, willing to obviously pitch in and help here. Uh, let, can you let Eagle Club? Can you let Dugout Club members know uh, what to look for and how they can help in this endeavor? Absolutely. We'll, uh, if you're a current Dugout Club member or one from last year and you're on our email list, which we have over 500 Dugout Club members, you'll be receiving an email this afternoon from Keller Bradford, our new Director of Player Development slash Operations uh, person, uh, giving all the details about the fundraiser and the link that Melissa uh, mentioned earlier that people can go to and purchase these raffle tickets, as well as going to the first and making a donation if that's what you want want to do melissa uh i know you put a lot of work into this uh, have you got a goal in mind or, or, or do you just want to try to do as as much as we can humanly do uh to help coach palmer you know all of the um the folks that are helping out in this we've all said you know something is better than nothing um i've, I've been in this situation you know with a family member before where you know, all of your funds are just depleted. Even if you have, you know, really good insurance, there's just a lot of extra expenses out there. And so every dollar earned is very appreciated. And no, we don't have a, you know, a goal. Um, the sky's the limit. I'll just say that. Okay. And, and <laughs> I, we really haven't said, Melissa, too, as to when the deadline is, right. when, when the drawings are going to mm-hmm. take place, things like that. We'll hold the drawing on opening day of college baseball. Um, very suitable. That was Coach Barry's idea. So we'll do something special on that day, February 18th. Great. That'll and we do know that's going to be against North Al. Yeah. Right? Right, right. Right. February 18th, the opener at the Pete this Coach, uh, next year, is, 2022. Is, is Coach Palmer aware of uh, of this fundraising effort? I'm curious to know that. 
He is. I went and visited with him on Wednesday up there for about an hour and 15 minutes and had a great visit. I'm very appreciative of, of this uh, and, and, and all the help that people have, have given uh, so far. So, uh, But I did make him aware of what was going on and, and what we were doing. And, and um, trust me, he was, he was very appreciative of it. Well, like you, Coach Barry, uh, Coach Palmer has touched a lot of young men's lives and, and molded a lot of young men. And, and I know you hear from a lot of those. The, they're not kids anymore. They're young men. Uh, there are a lot of people that have been touched by, by this uh, difficulty that Coach is facing. Am I right? Oh, there, there's no doubt. I get calls all the time. I actually had two text messages today, Bob, from, from former players and even one former coach, you know, wanting to know how Coach Palmer was. David Pierce, the University of Texas, Longhorns head coach, reached out to me and wanted to know how he was doing. Uh, so uh, we exchanged texts. So, you know, this isn't just a regional thing. This is a, a national thing. There's a, there's a lot of people over the years that coaches come into contact and built relationships, and, and those people or, you know, they're concerned and they, they want to know how he's doing and certainly hope that he continues to uh, to try to rehab and, and get better. And I know a lot of times in fundraising efforts like this, you, you'll go up to somebody. I, I This happens to me all the time. I'll go, man, why didn't you get a ticket for whatever drawdown? And it's I'm stunned at the number of people say, nobody asked me. Right. You know, I'd be glad to do it. I didn't know what was going on. I'd be glad to. So here you are being asked to help. Okay, and and so you don't you can't ha- use that as an excuse. I didn't know what was going on, and it just got started officially. When Melissa yesterday morning, and we're already about twenty two hundred up. Yeah, yeah so so that's one day. Okay, yeah. so once the word gets out and and this mushrooms and spreads, there's no telling you know how far it could go. And and good, that's what it's all about. You know, Mississippi people make fun of Mississippi for a lot of things, but when you, the charitable list comes out every year. Percentage of income going toward charities. Mississippi's always at the top of that list, and we for that, take I'm, care of each other. Yeah, for that, I'm very proud. Yeah, Coach, so. we want to thank you for taking. I don't, the- I don't think I, you're welcome. I don't know if Melissa mentioned it or not, but those raffle tickets can also be purchased at her store, Mississippi right. Made More, uh, as well. So, uh, tremendous store out there. Great, great local items. She really supports local and really and really advertises and promotes that. Now that's important. And, and as we look at this fundraiser, this is certainly for something that's local. So if you buy them online, Melissa, do they, they actually send you tickets or do they just like assign you a number? You're, oh. a, you're assigned an order number and okay. that is your raffle number and it's sent immediately to your email address. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you, you don't even, and do you have to be there for the opener against North Al to win, you do not. You okay. do not have but you should. But we be. would love for you. Yes, of, you course. of course, we, we highly encourage that. Well, the reason I ask that is, is for anybody regionally that can't get here right. for whatever reason. There's no, you know, there's no reason not to buy it. You don't have to be here. Right. You know. And we'll also be selling uh, raffle tickets up until the last minute, even if it's at um, that game on that day. Right. We'll be selling tickets at the door. All right, Coach Barry, I want to thank you for taking the time to come talk to us, helping us with this great cause. I know you got baseball practice to get to. And uh, as always, sir, a pleasure to have you on the Eagle Hour. Well, it's my pleasure, Bob. Thank you. Coach Scott Berry, everybody. Melissa will be with us. Uh, We're also going to bring Barbara Gandy on the show right after this. Stay with us. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. 
Hey, welcome back to the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty, I'm broadcasting from the First Bank studio here in Hattiesburg. I want to thank First Bank for their sponsorship of this two-hour edition of the Eagle Hour. Reggie Collier from First Bank, the Perfect Ten. He'll be joining us uh, in the next hour. We always look forward to that. We're always grateful to First Bank for all they've done since day one of this program. And, uh, again, our thanks to First Bank. We've got Caleb Hamill uh, on location along with Kelly Center. They're in Midtown at Fuzzy's Taco. Caleb uh, producing the show for us today. Kelly co-hosting. And joining us uh, right now, uh, Melissa Socher is back from Mississippi Made and More, but also Miss Barbara Gandy, Barbara Taylor Gandy, who is the artist that created this uh, beautiful piece of artwork that is going to be the centerpiece of the raffle for our former baseball coach, uh, Corky Palmer. Uh, Miss Gandy, welcome to the program. Uh, I've seen your work. It's absolutely gorgeous. I, I wonder what... Uh, what what gave you the idea to do this uh, and uh, initiate the, this great prize that will be the centerpiece of this fundraising effort? Well, you know, when something happens like this, you just don't know what to do, but you want to do something. And when I retired several years ago to take care of my mother, I had to have a hobby and therapy. So I took up stained glass and... It just is something that when I get all stressed, that's what I do. And I got to thinking, when Jeff was selling the bracelets, what could I do? I mean, I should be doing something. I wish I had a lot of money to donate, but I don't. So I figured I'd try to do something that we could either raffle off or auction off or something like that. So I talked to Jeff, and then... Jeff Ferris. Jeff Ferris. I talked to Jeff, and, and... I went into Melissa's store about a week later and to buy my addiction of the <laughs> Flateau's fine food stuff that she has over there. And we just got to talking. And when you talk to Melissa and you get an idea in Melissa's head, just back up. <laughs> You're exactly, <laughs> You're exactly she, right about that. <laughs> just back up and let it happen because she is amazing. She yeah. put, she took the idea um, I, I was stumped for what to do. We were trying to think, do we do something with USM? Do we do something with the NCAA? And our divine guidance, I was on Facebook, and Scott Dossett had a wood home plate with the eagle in the middle and his name on top, and I just looked at it, and I went, that's it. That's the piece that I uh, need to do for Corky. How long did it take you so to make it? Because it's beautiful. <laughs> Um, once I got all the glass in and started working on it, it took me about two months to finish it. Uh-huh. Right. So, it really yeah. is a piece of art. You know, it's funny you said that about Melissa. Kelly said in the first segment that a lot of times when you have these raffles, people will say, I didn't know about it. Well, I think with Melissa spearheading this for all of us, that's not going to be a problem, Miss Candy. I think is, everybody's going to know about this. Absolutely. Like I said, if if you give her an idea, she is incredible at what she does. But the, she is selfless. The art of stained glass, though, I mean, I'd like to be able to do that, but how do you just sit down and do Where did you learn the art form? Um, I learned it from a lady named Gail Taylor in Purvis, Mississippi. No kin? No kin, okay. but kind of person that you meet them and you say, I've known you all my life. So sweet, incredible lady. She is right across the street from Purvis High School, and she teaches out of her home. So you can go, you pay for a class, you learn how to do it. Um, and I loved it so much, I took a room under my house and made it my studio. So I have a huge room downstairs, 
in, in my house, and I have turned it into a stained glass studio. Bob, I wish you could see one of the works that Barbara Taylor Gandy put together for uh, President Emeritus Aubrey Aubrey K. Lucas. It is the it's the dome essentially at mm. Southern Miss with a bow tie on the top of the <laughs> That's building. That's awesome. And she, That's awesome. And she presented that to, to Dr. Lucas. Yeah. 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 Tell us about that work. Well, Dr. Lucas, with the Taylor family, we've been at USM since the fifties, and one person that has been incredible for our family has been Aubrey K. Lucas, and a lot of people. He's made a lot of difference in a lot of people's lives. So I wanted to do something for him, and I was actually in the dentist chair with his son, mouth full of cotton, and we're talking about it. And his son is a local dentist. Alan is a local dentist, and Alan and I got to talking, and I said, I want to do something to say thank you for your dad. He gave us 13 degrees. He signed 13 degrees for the Taylors as we went through USM. Um, Of course, he was my mom and dad's boss when they were working at USM. Um, he actually signed four bail bonds for me, so that's that's another <laughs> story. That's another story there entirely. <laughs> so, um, and and he did a beautiful eulogy at my father's funeral. So, how do you thank somebody that has just been such a huge part of your life? So they named the building after him. I ordered a special kind of glass that you really can't see through, but it's black and gold, and it's got a pattern in it. And I was looking at it, and I said, I need something that screams the Lucas Building. And what iconic figure do you associate with Dr. Lucas other than the bow tie? It was simple. It was so simple. So I did the building and put a huge black bow tie on the building and gave it to him about four weeks ago, five weeks ago. And he is the most gracious. He and Miss Ella are just the most gracious, wonderful wonderful human beings. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, let me let me ask you ahead, this Bob. question. I, I want to ask you this story before we get back to Melissa, and I want you to tell me if this is true. I've heard this from a hundred different people. Your dad was Pete Uh-oh. Taylor, correct? Correct. So Coach Taylor comes comes into the baseball facility one day to watch a baseball game, and the young girl there taking up the tickets stops him and says, uh, "Do you have a ticket?" And he says, no, dear, I don't have a ticket. And she says, well, I can't let you in. And he said, dear, well, look out at the out the field. The, the, the field is named after me. I don't have to have a ticket. So she looks out at the big sign that says Pete Taylor Park, and she turns around and says, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Park. You can come right in. Have you ever been told no. that? that? That is a true. That is a true story. That is an absolutely true story. I'm sure she was a brunette. <laughs> one of the other things, when when they named the stadium after Dad, they were he was joking with them that, that he wanted his name on that wall that Stevie Wonder could see it. And when you walk in, we look at we. He would look at it and he go, "Man, they they took me serious. They took me serious." And as we're here at Fuzzy's uh, Tacos in Midtown, Bob, for homecoming, um, it, certainly I want to. You know, we we had the original Dixie Darling, eighty six years of age, on the show a couple of days ago. Right. And Pete Taylor, and I don't I don't want Barbara to get emotional, but but Pete Taylor was one of the true gentlemen. Of, of Southern Miss, and and when you going back to his high school days at St. Stanislaus, his locker mate was Doc Blanchard, who went on to play football for Army and won the Heisman Trophy, and Pete Taylor was his was his locker mate down at St. Stanislaus, and then how Pete Taylor built this baseball program 
to where Scott Barry and you know, Corky Palmer and then now Scott Barry have carried it on. I just want Barbara and the whole family to know, though your dad is gone, he's not gone. Mm. And, of course, Mom is still here. He was a wonderful man. Yeah. He, was a one. He, made, he changed a lot of lives. You know, we, we say that he might have not won a lot of ball games like a lot of coaches do. But he didn't win a lot of respect from a lot of his ball players. Well, there's a lot that's, more to coach than line. yeah. There's a lot more to coaching than how many games maybe you win. It's how many lives you touch and and the influence you have. But we want to thank you very much. Uh, and Melissa, before we run out of time, and we have about a minute and thirty seconds left, I want you to go through the process again of how people can buy uh, tickets, uh, raffle tickets to win this beautiful piece of artwork, please. So our portal is Galabid, G-A-L-A-B-I-D dot com. So you just go there and keyword Corky Palmer medical expenses or probably any two of those words would get you there. You can purchase raffle tickets for $20 a piece. There's no limit to how many tickets you can purchase or you can make a direct donation. 100% of the proceeds goes to Corky's medical expenses. You can also buy a physical ticket in Mississippi made and more. Um, our store hours are Monday to Wednesday, 10 to 5, Thursday to Saturday, 10 to 6, or Sunday, 12 to 5. We welcome you in to buy raffle tickets there, and there will also be other businesses announced later on that will be selling tickets in town. And potentially more items as well, right, Melissa? Yes, correct. Right now we have um, the grand prizes, the, um, the home plate stained glass piece. We have one of Corky's game jerseys. We have um, a smaller stained glass piece with the eagle head that Barbara also made. Um, several wonderful items. But you've talked about being very selective in these items, yes. too. What's the criteria? What are you looking for before? I mean, I know you don't want to just give away anything, mm-hmm. so it's got to be. So it has to be special to Southern Miss, um, not necessarily baseball, but just something very memorable that anybody would love to have. Yeah. Very limited. Okay. And, and plenty of time to buy these raffle tickets, too, but don't wait. Go ahead and start buying right. buying the raffle tickets. Now, I do know that uh, Coach Barry is sending out a letter with the link to every member of the Dugout Club today. And, Melissa, I think you're working on getting that also sent out to Eagle Club members and the universities also, we should say, is helping as well, right? Absolutely. Uh, the foundation has been more than um, helpful, and they will also be sending it out to all of their members. Um, if you would like the letter or need help with the link, please contact me on Facebook Messenger's fine. It's Melissa Davis Socher. All right, we'll be doing the Eagle Hour from Melissa's store here very soon, just a few days down the road. We're going to look forward to that. You're still going to have us after you've, after you've met Kelly in person. Is that correct, Melissa? We have your backdrop <laughs> ready to go. We have transformed the store to Southern Miss. We, we started two weeks ago. We're so excited. All right, thanks, Melissa. We appreciate you very much. Ms. Gandy, thank you for coming on our show. We're going to continue the Eagle Hour from Fuzzy's Tacos right after this. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, we want to thank Melissa Socher for helping, uh, not only enge- well, not helping, engineering this fundraising drive for Corky Palmer. We want to thank her for taking time to uh, sit in with us on the show. Also, our good buddy Scott Barry. Always appreciate him. We're broadcasting live from Fuzzy's Tacos in Midtown. We've got Caleb Hamill, the newest member of the Golden Eagle family, and Kelly Santer. And, uh, guys, one thing we hadn't gotten around to talking about uh, as we're broadcasting from Fuzzies this afternoon is uh, 
Kelly Center, it's a homecoming weekend, and the Golden Eagles are in real need of a homecoming victory. And the way the season has gone so far, I would have expected today to be have thunderstorms and <laughs> tornadoes. Correct. A flood, and maybe else. a flood. But, <laughs> but the, the weather has been awesome. In fact, Bob, uh, as you know, the Eagle Hour is available on podcast, and Ed and Donna Sue Smith are here at Fuzzies watching the show. They're from Brandon, Mississippi, celebrating their 11th anniversary. And uh, Donna Sue agreed to, you know, Ed's a big uh, Golden Golden Eagle fan, and and so she said, okay, well, let's let's go down to Hattiesburg. And they took in the coaches show last night at, uh, at another place in town and are here watching the program today. And they listened to the to the podcast ed, ed listens to the podcast every single day and loves the show well, we so we appreciate a special that. salute yeah to ed and donna sue smith as they celebrate their 11th yeah. anniversary now I, i've been waiting all hour to do this uh, to ask caleb this question caleb, oh i think did i go ahead did i say brandon bob you said i said brandon it's madison from, madison it is madison correct. Madison. right Got it. All right, Caleb, as a, as a Mississippi State graduate, you're very experienced in having bad football seasons. So what advice would you have for Southern Miss fans as they wait for things to turn around here this fall? Man, you're kind of kicking it back to my younger years there just a little bit. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, oh, but uh, I, I'd say, you know, just strap in, honestly. You know, weather the storm. Because there's nothing as a Mississippi State fan that I hated more than people that jumped on the bandwagon just in 2014 after I was a fan back in 2004 for the main loss. And, you know, <laughs> fans that come in and don't realize what true fandom is through thick and thin. That's the University of Maine, by say, the way. Say that correct. again, Caleb. You yes. said that with such passion. The main loss. <laughs> but for anybody of the maroon and white, they, they know that game specifically. Yeah, I heard a and, I, and I hear what you're saying. <laughs> I hear what you're saying about strapping in, Caleb. But this is like a cold front that has been stalled over Hattiesburg for <laughs> six or seven years and just won't move on. You know, but it will. You know, you're you're right. It will at some point. How do we hope? That's just a matter of statistics, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. a, it's like a hurricane that just spins on its axis and won't won't move inland. <laughs> Bob, I know, I know, we've still got you know Reggie Collier and, and Jim Carmody, the original Big Nasty, to be on the show. But but you went to, to Southern Miss in a, in the the yesteryears, so to speak. What right. what memories do you have? I I love homecoming. I always have. High school, junior college, colleges doesn't matter. What memories come to mind for you, Bob, as you well, celebrated homecoming on campus? Well, I'm going to tell you that's that's easy. My wife and I. My wife and I were here, and we had just finished school, and and we were really, we were living in Laurel when the okay. I believe years broke out. When Bobby Collins put the program on a national platform, when they had the dramatic, I think fifty eight to thirteen win over Florida State, the first year that he got him to a bowl game, and and as Reggie will tell you later, the toughest game he ever played in his life was that bowl game against McNeese State and I believe the Independence Bowl uh, the, the atmosphere that existed in Hattiesburg during the Bobby Collins era of I believe and uh, you know the the rise of Southern Miss football and the demolition of Ole Miss that Southern Miss uh, instrument you know was instrumental in putting on them and and uh, and no offense to Caleb we, we pick at him he's a loyal Mississippi State guy and, that, and that's a great thing my dad was but 
Uh, you know, going uh, to the Mississippi State homecoming game and beating them 45-7 to seven or, or was something of that nature. So, uh, it, to me, those were the great years. And then, then that led into the, the years of Jim Carmody, which I thought was big, tough, nasty, nationally uh, mm-hmm. you know, prominent football team that would just beat anybody down they played. So, I guess if, if I have memories, it would be that era of Southern Miss football, which to me was electric to be a part of. So the memories of you uh, driving backwards up Fraternity Row in the AMC You're not going to let that go, are you, Kelly? You're not going to let that go. (laughs) Not until we get the details of of the story. But but I have to tell you. Caleb is googling AMC Pacer just like uh, like (laughs) Luke As we speak. (laughs) If our phone and computer haven't overheated, I would. (laughs) But but it uh, it did bring a smile to his face, Bob, when you talked about beating Ole Miss so bad. Oh, that's one thing we can always unite together in. (laughs) Beating Ole Miss. Oh, yeah. I remember the 38 to 8 beatdown in Jackson. I, and that's another thing are those great games in Jackson Memorial Stadium with Mississippi State and Ole Miss. The atmosphere was unbelievable. 60,000 roaring fans, you know, 30,000 on each side of the field. And those were those are great memories and uh, I feel really privileged uh, to have had a front row seat to all of that. And two of and the I, homecoming is just a special time, you know. No question. We'll talk more about that. And Kelly, you know, it's a great segue because two of the people responsible for that electric era of Southern Miss football are up next on the Eagle Hour. We're scheduled to have a visit from Reggie Collier, Jim Carmody, Justin Harris from Fuzzy's Tacos, and then Caleb Kelly and I will do our annual or weekly, I should say, picks all in the second hour. This special edition of the Eagle Hour. We hope you'll stick around. Record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, we're back for a second hour of the Eagle Hour, and we're glad you're with us on a very special Friday afternoon. We're broadcasting uh, in Midtown from Fuzzy's Tacos with one of our very good friends, Justin Harris, and that great crew at that great establishment. I think really the first restaurant in the Midtown of Hattiesburg. We're really glad to be down there. We've got Caleb Hamill producing the show on site with us today. Kelly's down at the uh, restaurant as well. I'm here at the First Bank studio, Bob Getty, in Hattiesburg, and we thank First Bank for everything that they do. We've got a really special uh, second hour coming up. We're going to actually have a reunion of Reggie Collier and his former head football coach, Jim Carmody, on the show. We're going to do our annual uh, or week. I don't know why I keep saying annual. Our weekly picks and conference USA. But right now we want to bring Justin on the set, who's no stranger to the Eagle Hour. And Justin, I tell you what, it's uh, 
This is going to be the last time that we ever come to Fuzzies that I'm stuck in the studio. That I can assure you. But we're glad uh, we're glad to be back at Fuzzies because it makes us uh, realize things are getting back to normal. We appreciate you having us down there, buddy. Happy to have y'all. We're looking forward to being back to normal as much as anybody. I can promise you. Well, I know it's been a rough ride for our restaurant owners, uh, but things. Uh, you know, I know you guys kind of weathered through the storm pretty well, but. I see a lot of life back in Midtown Hattiesburg. Am I right? Oh yeah, it's been it's been really good once uh, once we got things going back. School being back in full swing this fall, so it's uh, it's been a really uh, a really pleasant deal uh, to get things back going here. Yeah, I haven't thought about. Have you found? I haven't thought about that. Have, have but, you, uh, go ahead. But last year, you you lacked the students because everything was virtual. It has to be a really big uh, change to have all those kids back on campus because when you when you and your partners established fuzzies i mean the location clearly says that that was that was what you were going to uh, base a lot of your business model on we're having kids from southern miss uh, participate in your restaurant yes sir that's what we are we're black and gold here we're uh, i mean that's our colors here we're we're here for usm that's why we want to be here we want to be uh here for the students the athletes and uh obviously the fans uh to come by uh before the game during the week anytime uh you know we're here for the rest of the community as well but uh obviously it's a big plus being right here across from the school and if you have any doubt of the impact of fuzzy's tacos i want you to look over there at that producer who is a mississippi state graduate decked out in southern miss black and gold justin doesn't that do your heart good to see that it does he's learning <laughs> yeah in fact he if, if, if he if he would have gotten out of his car today in any other color besides black and gold the the bouncers at fuzzies would have said not another step get on <laughs> out of here <laughs> well you know i i had a blue shirt on to start the day because i've got a pcs game tonight i said let me just get dressed for the day and i thought i in the middle i've got southern mist i just had to go to campus bookmark and give me some apparel because I thought, if I'm going to keep doing this, keep living in Hasbro, I've got to represent. There you go. Makes sense. There you go. And, there you know, really, really just about every night of the week, Bob, something's going on at Fuzzy's. Right. Uh, food specials, you know, drink specials. I know we have a really good time on Wednesday nights playing pub poll trivia where there have been times where they're hanging from the rafters in Fuzzy's where – I don't know if I should even say this on the air, but we had to turn some people away one night because we had so many people. Full house. Yeah, in here on Wednesday night. But tell us about some of the specials that you guys, that you do implement uh, each week, Justin. Uh, obviously, as Kelly said, uh, uh, Wednesday nights are big uh, trivia night. On Tuesdays, it's uh, a uh, Taco Tuesday, and we'll do uh, buy one, get one, uh, Wales. And Wednesday, it's uh, select pints with our trivia night, which, like Kelly said, you better come early and get your seat because if you're not here when he gets on the mic and started, uh, it's usually a full house when he's going. So. It's hard to get there. And then through the weekend, obviously, we just – Saturday, we'll we'll do something, let the bartender pick to do a special. Uh, Friday, it's all-day happy hour, so all of our uh, specialty frozen drinks and everything are at a discount. So uh, just really have a lot of specials uh, in the week. Each day is a different one, unique one. So uh, we'd like to have everybody come by and try them out. And today being Friday, Bob, did you hear what he said? What's that? Today. Happy hour. <laughs> all yeah. day. Yeah. All long. day. Yeah. And a lot of people couldn't be happier. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Especially after two. <laughs> after two of them. It's only three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And we're thrilled yeah, to, yeah. <laughs> to be yeah. here. So, Kelly, you work for free drinks and T-shirts on Wednesday nights. Is that, did I have that right? 
I make no bones about it. I'm not a proud person. You know? <laughs> That's right. I, 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 I'm, whatever you incentivize, you know, I, I'm I'm there. But, but the the menu too, Justin. You guys, you talked about Taco Tuesday. You've also you've got. Uh, um, Quesadilla special, a burrito special, and then a taco, taco plate on Tuesday. And then um, I don't have it right here in front yeah. of me. Uh, I, I get them confused on which days. But one day there's a burrito special, Fridays, Thursdays, quesadilla. Nachos are on Wednesday, and then a taco plate on Tuesday. And the, they, they lift the garage door up here that faces uh, the other part of Midtown. So on beautiful days like today... Reggie Collier is starting to stroll up here. But on uh, on days like today, you can roll up the garage door, get the best of indoor, outdoor. If you want to sit inside and enjoy the air conditioning, you can. If you want to enjoy the sunshine, you can be outside or underneath the umbrellas here on the patio as well. I'm surprised that more restaurants in Midtown don't implement the uh, the outdoor option. You're right. Uh, that's one of the things when we built this. I really, uh, It's really uh, one of the unique things about that is being able to have the window that we can open and people can walk up or sit at the bar, watch the TV. It's just, you know, a, a different uh, feel. It, it really is a different feel when you have the, when we have that window open. And we do understand that even if Ole Miss is on national TV, your televisions will not pick those games up. <laughs> <laughs> Good man. Great answer. Yeah, even Caleb agrees. Great even answer. Even Caleb who? agrees with that. <laughs> but, you, but the cornhole boards are out here. On days like today, and um, cornhole boards, whatever, it'll be a party. We'll have a live band tonight between six thirty to eight thirty every Friday night uh, for about two hours. We have a band out here, um, weather permitting. We'll have to put it inside if uh, when we don't have good weather. But uh, that's been a really good draw as well. I tell you, Justin, my wife and I have lived here since about two thousand seventeen, and one of the things that we realized between different college towns that's different for Southern Miss when we first got here was. Nightlife and general proximity to campus was almost non-existent. The majority of anything in extreme downtown was not in walkable distance. You had to make a concerted effort to get down there. And now you have Midtown right here. It feels like this is the perfect location for students uh, coming out of dorms or their uh, fraternity sorority houses just to make their some, uh, themselves at home. On, on any day of the week. Absolutely, and that's what we are. We want them to be able to feel comfortable. I mean, we have Wi-Fi here. They're able to come in here, use their, use their uh, laptops, do some study, and maybe have a drink if they're legal, uh, get them some good tacos, obviously. But, yeah, we really want to be, uh, you know, they get tired of being in a dorm or their apartment. I mean, come here and have a good time with us. Did we you do want to say, though, that Did they're... you say studying, Dustin? I, don't, <laughs> I, I think that probably confused Kelly there for a minute, studying and students. He didn't. Hey. I didn't understand. Let me tell you something, Bob Getty. In my class at Hoover High School in 1979, right. I was voted most most smartest. <laughs> most is smartest. Huh? The most is smartest. <laughs> yes, most smartest. In 19, so, in so Justin, when you guys when you guys set up fuzzies, uh, and I think I'm right about this. You can correct me if I'm not. You were really the first business that stepped up and and opened there in Midtown. Could you guys? Did you envision? what it is now when you open it or, or was that maybe just an optimistic dream i mean it was an optimistic dream i, I don't think we had envisioned what was going to happen and there's still more to come i mean they're still going to keep developing it uh from my understanding there's going to be some more office buildings and even more draws uh in the parking lot as they continue to develop right here but it's so far i think it's been a massive success i, I think caleb speaks to that but the concept was i think very very smart Yes, sir. Very, very much so. And they have the hotel right here and everything and all the businesses around to support it. It's uh, it's really a unique area. And, be- and because of the location, too, and I don't want to 
get too descriptive here, but if students do want to, or anyone wants to enjoy an adult beverage, you don't necessarily need a, a, an Uber. I mean, because you, you can walk. You can walk, you can or, ride your in bike. in my case, crawl. Crawl. <laughs> you know, right. To, right. to wherever, you know, you might be. But it's it, because of the location, uh, It's and, and the Hotel Indigo, as, as you mentioned. And in fact, on Wednesday nights when we do trivia here, a lot of the business people, who are in town that stay at the hotel, you know, meander over and, and, and yeah, and enjoy, enjoy themselves. The That's right. So it's homecoming week, Justin. Homecoming. Yeah, football game tomorrow. Yes, sir. So tell us about uh, what's you guys opening up regular time. Tomorrow? We are. We're going to be open for regular hours. Obviously, we got the parade rolling through. I think it's a 1 p.m. start. It'll be coming right through here, um, down right in front of us, and then on the school. So we're going to be here all day. Happy hours. Still uh, a chalkboard special for our bartenders. We're going to have our some frozen Halloween drinks. Obviously, we got the Gold Rush beer for the usm fans and we're going to have some other specials tomorrow all day we'll be open for regular hours so anybody come by before the game during the game after the game we'll have them on tv we'll have a good time and so if the eagles win there will be reason to celebrate when and the eagles win i like that i like that but we have to cover all bases That's right so even if if perchance utep lucks out <laughs> that would give eagle fans yet another reason to drink <laughs> Drink a few more. There's no doubt about it. I, I'm, in, I'm intrigued though when you when you mention Halloween special drinks. What like? I, there's a witch's brew and a few like a uh, candy apparita. A few uh, there's a, uh, four specialty drinks. Uh, I don't have the sheet out here in front gotcha. of me. We've got them in there. Tommy Stoddard's here today. We want to say hello to him as he's uh, watching the Eagle Hour. The Perfect Ten. Reggie Collier has just pulled up, Bob. So we're right. ready to talk. We'll have to him. Reggie and a special guest to join Reggie right after this. Southern Miss to the top. I want to welcome everybody back to the second hour of the Eagle Hour special two-hour broadcast today. We're at Fuzzy's Tacos, Midtown Hattiesburg, celebrating homecoming for the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. And it is a great privilege for us to have back as a return guest. He's been with us a couple of times, one of the... uh, one of the iconic football coaches, certainly at Southern Miss, but one of the iconic football coaches of all time in Mississippi, uh, Jim Carmody, Big Nasty, joins us uh, on the Eagle Hour. Coach, it's always a great privilege to talk to you. We thank you for your time, sir. Oh, I'm happy to see that, uh, to hear that, and I thank, uh, thank you all for giving me a call. Now, Coach, I, I didn't tell you this before, you know, but I, I covered your football team as a sports director at Channel 7 and was a big fan of yours. And I always thought that you you might have really won some big games if you'd have just had a good quarterback. And unfortunately, uh, we we brought the guy on that you got stuck with. He he wore a number 10. Do you remember a guy that wore number 10 on your, school, on your team? Did he uh, have a real good game against Alabama? He tells us he did. I don't know. He told us he did. See, the guy was running down the field, and Coach Bryant said, who is that guy? Where would you get him from? Reggie, I think I do know. Doing? Jump in here, okay, Reggie. Okay, how are you going? I am doing well. Coach, you been doing all right? I'm doing good. What are you doing these days? 
Oh, I'm working down here in Hattiesburg. I'm at First Bank. And, uh, I okay, yeah. The, Last uh, time I saw you, you were doing that. I think that was at that uh, that party we had for Coach Collins a couple of three years ago. You yeah. were there. And, and yeah. Steve, Steve yeah, my I'm son, still and I in, were there. still in Hattiesburg. Still uh, staying connected with the athletic department in the university. So uh, life is good, Coach. Can, can, can I, I cannot well, complain. Well, that's great. You keeping you you keeping your golf game going? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing my best whenever my knees let me do it, but I'm, I'm you know, I, I do my best. Coach, coach, this is what? Kelly Sander. He only plays on days that end in Y. Uh-huh. <laughs> I see. He plays I a got lot you. of golf. Uh, coach, yeah. <laughs> coach, it's a great uh, privilege to have you on the show. We're all big fans of yours, and I want you, if you will. And then I'm going to give Reggie the same opportunity, but I, I want you to put in perspective what a great quarterback Reggie Collier was. Well, he was uh, he was, uh one of the, the best I ever had and, and that I was ever associated with, and I was associated with some some good ones at other places as well as at uh, Southern Miss. But uh, he was a terrific playmaker, and uh, he could throw the ball, and he was fast as – fastest guy on the team and you don't usually find that with a quarterback so he was a great team guy and i really enjoyed uh, being his coach and, and i was an assistant there one year with him and then i had him uh, when i came back as head coach when i came back from buffalo i had him in it there i was head coach and always humble and a guy who worked hard and he was a very 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 outstanding player you know, he is. That's a great description of Reggie. Reggie is a humble guy. You know, Reggie's about as well known as there is in these parts. But uh, you know, if, if you didn't know who Reggie Collier was, uh, he he would never tell you. And Reggie, you told me one time you don't really have much football uh, memorabilia hanging in your house. Is that right? No, I don't. I don't. I um, for what I, I've kind of always been that way uh, because you know uh, you guys have heard me say it a, a lot that you know especially with the game of, of football you know it's a, it's a coordinated effort between 11 people on offense and 11 people on defense uh, and also special teams now I, I just happen to be fortunate enough that my name is mentioned a lot because i happen to be uh uh on a team uh, with some great players and great coaches that set a standard here at southern miss uh during the period that i was here but um you know I wouldn't be where I was if it wasn't for a lot of guys that that played on, uh, participated on that team and did their job and did whatever they had to do in order for us to win. So uh, I'm fortunate, you know, on that end of it because, like I said earlier, I I was was fortunate to play with some great great players and and be connected with some great coaches, especially like, you know, with Coach Carmen. Right. right, Now, while we have Coach Carmen on the phone, you two two men engineered – I don't think there's any argument, was the biggest win in Southern Miss football history. The last team to defeat Bear Bryant broke a 57-game winning streak on their home field. I want to get both of you to talk about that for a minute. Coach Carmody, first of all, your your thoughts and your memories about that day that uh, you guys took down the mighty tide in Tuscaloosa. Well, I can still see uh... – I still can see Reggie running down the field for long games. <laughs> I, I remember that. We, we had a, uh, a play we put in against them. Uh, you know, he would turn to the right and would fake uh, fake the dive, and he would come on down the line, and he could pitch or keep. 
But I told Keith Daniels, I said, you know, they're overrunning this thing. Everybody we play, why don't we just take him on one step, a counter step, and come back, block down on the backside. And we did that. And uh, one of their players uh, said to the press after the game, he said, we never saw that play, <laughs> which means that, uh, that that was a big surprise for him, and it, it really hurt him because Reggie, as I recall, made two long runs on that specific play. Reggie, you remember the the, the number of the play? I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't remember the number, but I remember the play uh, specifically, I, and, and, and I remember it clearly. I even remember it the week uh, of during practice. I had the ultimate confidence once we started practicing because, as Coach said, people were kind of overplaying us when we were running option. And when yeah. they came in, when we came into the meetings during the week and we put that play in, I was excited. I mean, I was really excited about it because I'm like, this thing is going to work. You know, it's no yeah. doubt in my mind yeah. it's going to work. And everybody else had confidence that it was working. And we had a good team. We had a rough start that year, but we, we had ran off six straight games coming in Alabama, yeah. so we were extremely confident. Of uh, what we could do, uh, it didn't matter who we were playing. You know, we 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 felt like we were gonna go into Tuscaloosa and, and definitely come out with the win. But I definitely remember that play clearly. Coach yeah. Carmody, this is Kelly Sander. This is Kelly Sander again. You mentioned the late Keith Daniels, who who passed way too young. Um, but how would you, you you were always known as the defensive mastermind, you know, and the and the creator of the nasty bunch. How would you describe your relationship with then offensive coordinator Keith Daniels? Well, I'd, I'd known Keith a long time. I'd coached with him a couple of times uh, prior to uh, my coming to to Ole Miss, I mean to Southern Miss. And uh, so I, I knew him for a while, and I knew what he could do, and he was one of the first guys I called when I got that job. And I came back from uh, from Buffalo and took the job. He was one of the first guys I called. And uh, he was just a terrific coach and a terrific person, as you said, he Died far too young. Uh, he was a he was an outstanding coach as a head coach in uh, junior college, and he also was an outstanding coach as an assistant coach. And we uh, really we really had a good relationship. When you got that phone call to t- to get the Southern Miss job, you know a lot of people, the layperson, would say that the NFL is the is the ultimate is the ultimate job. So. Did you vacillate about coming back to Southern Miss? What went into your decision-making process of taking the Southern Miss job from uh, the Buffalo Bills position that you had? Well, you know, I had, uh, had always wanted to be a head coach in college, and I uh, never even applied for any job in the NFL. And Chuck Knox, who was the head coach at the time at Buffalo, called me, and I went up there, and he offered me a job as defensive line coach, and uh I took the job, and uh, we we had a very good year. We were one game from the Super Bowl, I believe. Uh, we won our first playoff game. We lost our second one. That's back when you didn't have as many teams playing uh, all the way as you do now. But uh, so when they called, when Coach Dale called me, and I I, had, I took it right there. You know, I, has, I didn't hesitate at all. And, uh, and my wife said, uh, "Thank goodness, <laughs> she it, the cold weather got to her." And she, it was a uh, it was pretty. It's pretty rough up there, but it was a, it was a great experience, and I enjoyed it. Uh, but I really wanted to be a head coach, and uh, that was the opportunity. And I, I was running out of time. I think I was forty eight years old at the time. Hmm. Coach, what are you and, doing and now? Coach, I know you're enjoying your retirement in Madison, but how are you now? And the last time we talked to you, you had just uh, 
you had written a book about your coaching experience. How how is life for you these days? Well, it's, it's fine, and uh, you know we we uh, I, I like I like Madison a lot, and we have our, our family here. You know, we were living in Oxford at one time, and then uh, we kept driving down here because all our kids were playing uh, softball or. Uh, they were in basketball or playing football, so I told my wife, I said, why don't we just move to, to Madison, which we did about 12, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we enjoy it here, and I'm, I'm really I'm really not doing a whole lot as far as uh, play a little golf now and then. We have a, a big, nasty golf tournament, which we put on every year mm-hmm. here, and that's about, that's about it. And we don't do anything, anything right. different. I, I work out uh, three times a week. At the gym, and uh, my wife has uh, had some some health problems, but uh, she's doing better. So good, I, good. I, I stay with her as much as I can. Good. Well, Coach, we want to thank you for coming on the show. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. You're re- remain and always will be an iconic figure here at Southern Miss. And what a great moment for our program to have you reunite uh, with Reggie on uh, on the show. And uh, thanks so much, Coach. We appreciate your time. Yeah, one thing, uh, one last thing is I talked to you the other day, and, and my grandson, uh, Chase yes. Carmody, is the head coach at Pass Christiane, and uh, he is uh, Keith, Keith's son, and he's been coaching uh, several years now, and, and so we're we're proud of him. He's doing well. No question. Thank you, Coach Carmody. We appreciate you, sir. All right. See okay. you later, Reggie. All right, Coach. Take care. All right, Coach, Coach Jim Carmody, everybody. We're going to continue the Eagle Hour at Fuzzy's Tacos with the Perfect Ten, Reggie Collier, with Caleb Hamill and Kelly Sanderson. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Well, we want to thank former head football coach Jim Carmody for joining us. That was really a cool moment to reunite him with his quarterback, Reggie Collier. Of course, Coach Carmody, the only person that was a defensive coordinator at all three Division One schools in Mississippi, really a, a legendary football coach. We're broadcasting live today, Midtown, at uh, Fuzzy's Tacos. Uh, Reggie Collier continues to stay with us. You there, Reggie? Yes, I'm here. Okay, glad to have you, man, and I appreciate you coming on. I got I had to be kind of cool to uh, to uh, have an opportunity there to talk to your head coach, and we didn't really get a chance to ask you about that. But what what was it like playing for Jim Carmody? How would you describe uh, playing for Big Nasty? Well, it's, it's it was intense. It's always intense with Coach Carmody. Uh, you know, we were together uh, my first two years when he was the defensive coordinator here at Southern Miss. And, you know, Coach Carmody was, was serious about his job and what he did, and he wanted his players to be serious about it, which they were. And, you know, Coach Carmody was all about defense, all about defense. He could care less about what the hell we were doing on the other side of the ball. He didn't care. And, you know, <laughs> you know, no, he really didn't, just as long as, you know, we scored more points than they gave up, right? which, you know, every coach does. But, but he was pretty intense, and everybody knew Coach Carmody was intense. It wasn't a lot of joking or messing around. It was all about doing your job, doing what you're supposed to do. And if you didn't do what you were supposed to do, you got an apple and a bus ticket. Okay? <laughs> so. <laughs> but isn't it, isn't it fair to say, though, Reg, that he, he would epitomize the phrase old school? Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, no doubt. And, you know, he brought that mentality back when he came back as the head coach, which, you know, a lot of us were, were relieved 
when he did come back because it was someone we knew, someone, and and he knew us. So the, it was a, there was that familiarity of having somebody, not not knowing, you know, because back then you didn't have access to the internet, social media, things you have right now. So everything was rumored as to you know who was coming. You know, all this other stuff. But, you know, right after Coach uh, Coach Collins announced that he was leaving SMU, it was announced that Coach Carmody was coming at, coming in uh, as a new head coach. So we, we felt a lot of relief because he, he knew the personnel, he knew the players, and then some of the key people he brought in we didn't know, like he mentioned Coach Daniels, and which I had I had much love for Coach Daniels. Coach Daniels was, was great. Uh, he really was. And I was fortunate to be able to be able uh, to, to actually – you know, have him coach me as when I during my senior year. So coach, so coach Roland Dale, who was the athletic director at the time, right. is is it fair to say then he didn't didn't necessarily ask you guys as to who you might who you might want as a no, head coach? Oh no, that was a different culture. I mean, it's not like now where you you know they may come and ask a certain player what they think, how they think. No, it wasn't about that. It was this is who your job, this, this is what your job is, this is who your coach is, and you deal with it. And I figured that would be the answer, but I just wanted to make sure that oh, I yeah, asked. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you've been doing this too long, Kelly. I mean, it, yeah. it, it's a whole lot of yeah. change. I mean, the whole the culture, I mean, the whole atmosphere of football and, and how, how they treat players and – not to say that it's bad, but it was a different, completely different culture. All right, so this is weekend. This is homecoming weekend, Richard yeah. Collier, and, and you've got a bunch of the guys that you regularly hang out with anyway, uh, sure. anyway during regular season other than homecoming. So is the line of, of bowl that will be spread this weekend, <laughs> <laughs> does, is it raised to a whole new height this it weekend? It is. It is. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it starts out, like I was telling you earlier, you know, a five-yard run that happened 40 years ago. Now, all of a sudden, it's a 40-yard run. And then, all of a sudden, you ran over five or six people. You know, you go from scoring two touchdowns to 20 touchdowns. And then, all of a sudden, the somebody, pull, somebody pull it up on the internet and say, that's not, that's, that's not true. That's not true. You, you, you're lying. You know, but it's not necessarily what they do; it's how they do it. You know, and in what we do, uh, we get together, all of us former athletes, as many as we can. We've been doing this for five, well over fifteen years. Myself, Sammy, Greg Sammy Reed, Winder, Sammy Winder, Daryl Tillman, Greg Reed, Grant Culliver, Cliff Lewis. Um, I mean, we we have a number of guys mm-hmm. that that come. Uh, for the home games, but you know, homecoming is special. Yeah, and you know, we 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 create an atmosphere over at our little tailgate spot is on the other side of the Coliseum, uh, over at the intramural fields, where we, as former athletes, we try to create we we do create an environment where we want every former athlete. It doesn't matter what you what you play football, basketball, soccer, whatever the case may be, to come over and join us because we got plenty of food, we have plenty to drink. Uh, and it, it doesn't cost anything, anybody any money. So, you know, just, you know. And, Bob Getty, a word to the wise. If if those athletes that are listening are going to join Reggie and those guys this weekend, you might want to wear some uh, hip waders because the yeah. line of bull. <laughs> well, one thing I'm confused about right now, Reggie, I heard Coach Carmody say that you were the fastest guy on the team. Sammy Winder has told us on numerous occasions that's just not true. He was the fastest guy on the football team. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that too. I've heard that too. Uh, so you're not them. saying it's true? No, you know, Sam will run through a brick wall. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I love Sam to death. And, and but he Sam, wasn't it, as fast as you. We we had this running joke. 
I'm going to tell you this. I don't know if I've ever told you this, but we had a running joke. This is when we were playing. Every, I think it was his senior year, my junior year, Sammy would make break a run every every game, and he'd get caught. I remember the first time he broke a, broke a, broke a run early in the season. I raised my hands. I'm like, he's gone. He's going to score. Of and course, DB, he got caught. Yeah, DB's catching him. And it happened again and again. So whenever he would break it, like maybe the sixth or seventh game during the, uh, into the season when Sammy would break a run, I just started trotting down the field because I knew somebody was going to catch him. <laughs> we knew somebody was going to catch him, in which somebody always did. And the time he didn't get caught, which was in uh, in Tallahassee against Florida State, he stepped out of bounds. <laughs> so, now, it depends on how much – dep- let me put it this way. It depends on how much – what's in Sammy's cup. <laughs> so, at that particular time. And how many cups have been in his will hands? Determine, <laughs> will, determine, will determine how fast he is. Yeah, okay, I got you. I got you. I got you. The liquid courage. <laughs> right. I, I wouldn't call it courage because when Sam has, he's got plenty of courage in it, but it's just, yeah. I don't know, I, I'm lost. I'm at a loss for words when I'm trying to describe it, but, you know, just when that little cup, the more cups, the faster he gets. But isn't this the, the truth, though? Is, you and Sammy Winder have been very close friends since the day you played football. You remain that way today, don't you, Reggie? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. We're actually closer now than we were when we played. I mean, of course, when you're, you're teammates, you you have a bond that, that that's created that will last a lifetime, whether you're seeing people or not, whether you stay in communication with them, or not, but you still have that bond that you'll carry the rest of your life. But, you know, uh, the past, like I said, the past 18 years I've been back in Hattiesburg, and I mean, we're just as close as ever, along with some of those other guys. I right, mean, right. Um, it's just one of those things that, that, that that's never going to go away. And I want to ask about that because people who have not played sports, right, don't they can't comprehend, and it's not their fault necessarily, but right. really, out of your entire life, you're essentially talking about four years, right? Four years, the most impactful years of your life were four years, right? What is it about playing football in your case? Well, think about that it. develops that inseparable bond because you go through so much. You go through so much during the course of those four years. I mean, nobody's actually. Yeah, we love the game of football. We play, but nobody was holding a gun in your head to get up and uh, to get up and do what we did when we did it. Uh, the August working, you know, the two days of which don't even exist anymore. They don't exist now. But right. you know, you're practicing at nine o'clock, then you're practicing at three o'clock for two weeks straight, doing that, and just that 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 the feeling that you get that still to this day. When I walk into the stadium, there's no other feeling like that in the world. It, it really isn't. At the beginning of a game, when you walk into the stadium, uh, that feeling, whether it be a home game, away game, uh, which I enjoy the away games, but that's something. And you think about it. You know, we stayed in the same dorm. You ate together. You slept together. You practiced together. We spend virtually 20 hours a day. You know, that's that's a little exaggerated. We spent at least about 12 to 13 hours a day where we're sitting there looking at each other, talking with each other, communicating with each other in one way or another, whether it's sitting around the dorm acting a fool, eating together, practicing together. Our weekends were tied together. So whenever we traveled, we were together all the time. So that's that common bond that an athlete has that a person who does not play, uh, participate in any sports will never understand. And 
Yeah. I did my best to describe it, but it, it doesn't even do it justice. No, you did well, though. All right, Reggie, we got... I got one more uh, thing real quick uh, just before we go to break. With this being homecoming weekend, uh, similar situation. People may not know this about you. At one point, you were a third-string quarterback, and for Southern Miss this weekend, got a guy with a similar story coming in. Just what's kind of the vibe been, it's been going through his head before he's got this big game coming up? Well, I wasn't a third-string quarterback here. I was a second team. <laughs> oh, second team. <laughs> yeah, second team. Just want to get that feel. Just want to get that out there. Straight. He's a Mississippi State fan. Yeah, yeah. Straighten well, him out. At 1980, him out. still haunts yeah, me. Okay, all right. All Straighten right. him out right now. <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't matter now. It doesn't matter right now because he's the starter. He's the number one guy. It doesn't matter what happened last week. It doesn't matter what happened a month ago, where he was on the depth chart a month ago. That doesn't matter right now. The fact is, he is the starting quarterback, and that's how he has to approach it. I am the starting quarterback. I'm no longer a third team. I'm a walk-on, whatever the case may be. Whenever you step on that field, when that when the, when they kick it off, you're a starter. Job is the thing is to get the job done. Do what you can. You know, don't try to do too much. Just do what you can. Do what you're supposed to do, and you'll be fine. And we're going to whoop you, Tip. Reggie Collier, yeah. you uh, remain our number one guest on Eagle Hour. You've been probably on the show more, Thank you, than, man. more than anybody, and we always welcome you, my friend. Still ain't got a check. There, it's, it's, it's in the mail, Reggie. I told you that. It's in the mail. Yeah. Reggie he's, Collier, he's everybody. We'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Eagle Hour. Live here on location at Fuzzy's Tacos. We've got a lot uh, left for you here in our final segment of the Eagle Hour. We've got whole bunch of guests here, not only just myself and Kelly, but we've also got Justin here from uh, Fuzzy's Tonkas. We also have a visitor from Madison who came down all this way just to see Kelly Santer, and uh, <laughs> I, I can't think of a, a more unfortunate set of circumstances to bring you to Hasbro, but we're glad you're here, Ed Smith, down uh, in front of me. Yeah, it was either it was he's either put him on the Eagle Hour or he would serve me with a subpoena. So <laughs> we opted we opted for the for the latter, and we're going to pick our collegiate games this week, Caleb. And you are our guy that's uh, that's directing the ship here. So where are we going, man? I, I I am as unfamiliar with Conference USA and how everybody's doing this year. As it's amazing because a lot of America says that same thing. <laughs> Uh, I do see one uh, right off the bat. We've got an SEC versus Conference USA matchup, but it's against Missouri, so it, it, barely an SEC matchup. North Texas going to face the Tigers of Missouri. And uh, Kelly, what do you think right off the top of the bat? Do you think anybody's going to be watching that game, first of all? No, no, I don't. <laughs> um, but both of those teams are two of the weaker teams in their conferences, so I will take, regardless of where it is, I'll take the Missouri Tigers. Justin, Just, what about you? That's pretty simple. I'm going to go with Mizzou. All right. Ed, do you want to pick it? I, I do. I'll go with Missouri on that one. All right. Pick the mighty SEC right there. All right. How about well, Wait a minute, Caleb. You didn't pick. I, I'm still going to go with Missouri. Okay. All right. Not to just show my SEC loyalty there, but I, I just think that they'll have what it We takes. all know that Missouri should be in the Big 12 anyway. That's where they were. Okay. Before. Well, let me just let me right. interject here and say that we have used the term SEC more than enough for this show. So let's uh, move on. <laughs> all right. Middle Tennessee and Liberty. That's going to be at two thirty on ESPN three. Oh, Kelly, what you got? Middle, you know, I really thought Liberty was not going to win last weekend, um, and they handled UAB pretty easily. Very. So, uh, the, so the Flames have made believers out of me. I'll take them to beat the Blue Raiders. 
Justin? That's a pretty simple one, too. Uh, whether love him, hate him, uh, I believe Hugh Freeze can coach. I'm do, going with Liberty. Do you think Hugh Freeze, Justin, will get a shot again at, at like, a, a major school? Absolutely. I mean, I think he will. Uh, yeah, hands down. I mean, it's all about winning. So Right. Ed? Yeah, I'm going to go with Liberty. Hugh Freeze, I think, can do the job. Uh, you know, I watched that game last year with Southern Miss, and uh, that quarterback is good. Yeah. And, and Liberty, I think Southern Miss plays Liberty next year. They're on the schedule for oh, next really? year. Yes. I was not familiar with that one. Yeah. And uh, I, I'll take Liberty as well. They're a powerhouse uh, in their own right this year and last year, and I, I think they'll they'll carry it through into this week as well. Bob, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. Liberty, Liberty easily wins the game. They're a very good team. All right, one final one here. Florida Atlantic and UAB. Same time, this one on mm. Stadium. Where's that game? Is that at Birmingham? I think it's at Birmingham. Wow, that's that should be a good one. But I'll take UAB to defend their home field. But that I would not be surprised if the Owls pulled the upset. But I'll take the Blazers. That's a, that's a good uh, appetizer wetter right there. Yeah, it is. Uh, I don't know. Uh, UAB took it on the chin pretty hard with uh, Liberty. I'd expect them to bounce back and being at home. Uh, don't know a whole lot about Florida Atlantic other than Kiffin left and Willie Taggart's there now. So uh, I'm going to go with UAB in the home field advantage. Ed, who are you taking? I'm going with UAB, although I enjoyed Southern Miss beating FAU and The Rock last year. But I think <laughs> UAB is going to go. All right, Bob, what do you think about yeah, well, FAU and UAB? Well, I agree with that. I enjoyed that as well. But uh, uh, the Owls haven't been the same since Kiffin left for the, uh, for the dark side. I-, I think UAB wins the game. <laughs> All right, and I'll take the Blazers as well. All right, you want to look at a couple of NFL games before we pick the Southern Miss game? Yeah, this week? and then we sure. can also look at a Bengals game. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, oh. That's the three and one Bengals you're talking about. Bob. Let's go ahead and jump into that. Bengals hosting the Packers this weekend. <laughs> the three and one Bengals. The three and one Bengals, go ahead, right? Kelly. Packers this weekend, oh. Kelly. I'll take the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, Bengals, Packers, who you got? It's at home in Cincinnati? Yeah, it is. I think everybody's going to go with the Packers. I'm going to go with the Bengals to upset them. Oh, Justin, oh. have you been Ooh. drinking on the job? You're not, you haven't been drinking. <laughs> you mentioned uh, the NFL these days, Ed? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers, I think he's going to do it. All right, I'll take the Packers as well. Bob, you've already said Packers, right? Of course everybody's going to take the Packers. I knew Yeah. I'll take the Bengals. That's right, Justin. I hear you, Justin. Going alone. alone. All right, the uh, Washington football team is hosting the New Orleans Saints this weekend. Uh, Bob, do you think uh, your football team will get it done? Are you referring to the Redskins, Caleb? Yes, I I do think that the Washington – Never heard of them. That the Washington Redskins will defeat the New Orleans Saints Sunday. I'm telling you, I don't know which Saints team will show up this week. I mean, they they stunk to high heaven last weekend, So, I, which would lead me to believe that the good team will show up this week. I'll take the Saints on the road. Uh, come on, Justin. I agree with Kelly. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. They're going to – Come on, uh, It'll be a defensive game, and then uh, I'm going to go with the Saints. Come on, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with the Saints. I just they're, – they're one of my teams. Well, Bob, I have to admit, Washington was my defense for fantasy football a couple weeks ago, and not only Go did ahead, they fail me, they also gave me negative points Go ahead, in Kyle. my fantasy football league. I want no part of them. Give me New Orleans. <laughs> you guys are so disappointing. All right, very quick around the horn. Southern Miss beats UTEP. Caleb? Southern Miss. Southern Miss. Southern Miss. Southern Miss to the top. There, there we, we go. go. Hey, Justin, thanks for having us down there. Ed, thanks for joining us. Justin, we'll be seeing you again oh, soon. Enjoyed I enjoyed it. 
All right. Uh, that's, yes, sir. I appreciate it, guys. Okay, buddy. That's it from uh, Fuzzy's Tacos in Midtown. Now, Ed, we want you to join in on this. Until the next time, Southern Miss. To the top. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle. Let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.